with you. Religion to me is like a naked penis. You know, I don't want to see yours. I don't want you to shove it in my kid's face. I don't want it inside my door. You know, you wow. keep that shit to yourself where you're comfortable with it and the people that you're intimate with. Boy, that's you, how that's I feel a, about that's it. A, that's an unbelievable descriptive. Boy, you guys are something else, man. We've taken this beautiful, lightheaded conversation <laughs> and we've dumped it into Trumpism and naked penises. Helene, absolutely, I'm in agreement. The Dalai Lama says the world will be saved by the Western woman. This is sisterhood, and it's emerging now. Malcolm, you're brilliant. You surround yourself by brilliant, wonderful, creative, spiritual women. Well, we're going to ask you a profound question today. You know, with all the strife in the world and everything that at times seems like it's coming apart, you, you don't really know. I mean, it's hard to imagine. Well, by golly, can anybody imagine this world when if it would be a world of peace? Imagine what we could accomplish as a people if we embraced that co- collectivity as peace. It, it would be truly amazing, just, you know, let alone inside of one, one country, let alone the entire world. But, you know, there is a lot to this question about, I often think about this blue planet that just drifts in the middle of, you know, wherever, however, the universe, the galactical universes of universes, huh? It is amazing when you wrap your mind around it and you think about, how did we get here? What, what is all of, I think about that all the time. I, I really do. You know me coming from Pluto. It's not a real stretch, you know. <laughs> but how did the rest of you get here, I wonder, you know. I knew I got here. But, you know, that is a topic. And, and what are we all doing here exactly? You know, we're going to touch on really a lot of different forms of, you know, wh- what is religion? What does that really mean? What is freedom of religion, I wonder? Anybody can even explain that? And are we really fighting for God these days? Are we fighting for ourselves? Are we fighting for our survival? Well, the big question on everyone's mind, it's a gender thing, or is it? World peace, religion, sex, money, politics, climate change, big business, big ideas, and big egos. Nothing is off limits. As I'm joined by some of the most accomplished and highly opinionated women from the far left, the far right, and the far reaches of the planet. This is Malcolm Out Loud, and you're listening to Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure. This is Malcolm Out Loud here. Welcome to Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure, Season 2, friends. Our co-host today, Missy Crutchfield, is here. She's the co-founder of Gandhi's V Magazine and of Gandhi Global Center for Peace. Dr. Faye Wilson, she's a liberal radio and television talk show host and author, speaker, ordained minister, underdog advocate. Helene Phillipson, she is, well, everybody remembers Helene from last season. She was a co-host and she's a co-producer, co-host this season. She's a life transformation specialist. She's out of Copenhagen. I'll give you all the geographical boundaries in just a moment. Linda Martinelli is an entrepreneur, owner, president of Proformer Graphic Print Source. So Linda's out of Texas. Elaine's out of Copenhagen. Dr. Faye's out of Arkansas. Missy's out of Tennessee. And I'm just floating about 35,000 feet above the planet. So here we are. <laughs> good, good to have you all in on this conversation. This is a big conversation. We've been looking forward to having this conversation. So I, I, I want to throw a question out there initially on... And uh, when, when we hear the words, uh, you know, uh, freedom of religion, and I, I see there's a lot of strife in 
uh, well, in religious communities, if you will. I mean, you've got religious communities, you've got agnostic communities, you've got atheist communities, you've got people that are, you know, um, striving to find the good word. Maybe they haven't really figured it out yet in their lives. This, it's, it's a big conversation. Linda Martinelli, when I say, when you hear the words freedom of religion, what comes to your mind? You know, what comes to my mind is I, I just would like to be free to believe and practice my religion within reason that doesn't bother anybody else. Um, and, and that would be my freedom of religion. And Without being persecuted that, for it. <laughs> without being persecuted for it, um, w- without you know, somebody trying to change me over to what they think, just, just kind of everybody leave everybody alone. That would be my freedom of religion. Now that's interesting when you say it that way, because there are a lot of people who, uh, I, let me give you an example. And I want to ask, I, I want to ask Dr. Faye this question because it's, it's one that I, I can never have an answer for, but Dr. Faye, sometimes when you're in your space, your home or your office, your environment, let, let's say it's your home. Okay. And the doorbell mm-hmm. rings. And it's somebody at the doorbell that is, uh, I, you know, uh, well, let me just be bold a moment to say they're sort of intruding on your space at that moment. It's, it's a bit unwelcome, whoever it might be. I, I don't know mm-hmm. who it is at the moment. But then when you open the door, typically, it, let's say it might be somebody from, give you an example, Jehovah Witness, for instance, okay, which they do that a lot. They go door to door knocking. And that's a form of religion, clearly. Um, I find that, that there, that doesn't, connect with what Linda is saying, Dr. Faye, that because, you know, where is the fine line? Uh, and are we supposed to be uh, disciples, I guess? Listen, maybe that's the right word. Maybe it's the wrong word. I don't know. But are we supposed to be disciples? Are we out on the streets uh, cultivating um, these belief systems we have to try to get other people involved? Well, I, I, I see two two sides of this. Mm-hmm. One is that when you come to my home, that's my space. Amen. And I control who comes comes inside. I don't I don't personally believe that I should be bothering people or invading their personal space. However, if I mm-hmm. want to disciple and I go out mm-hmm. and I make myself available, right. let's just say if I decide to do this on a street corner right. and I make myself available and people choose to take my pamphlets or they choose to mm-hmm. stop and speak with me, mm-hmm. that is their right to do so. I'm giving them the opportunity to access me rather than my going to their home and invading their private So the key is space. you just said if they choose to, right? If they choose to, yes. So you're about as annoyed as I am then when somebody comes in, <laughs> right? I mean, that's what I'm gathering from you. I mean, because I, I, I get privacy, r- I just do. Yeah, I do too, love. And I get annoyed with that. And I don't want to be disrespectful to these people, but I find it very annoying that they are now at my door and they want to turn, and they hand you something. See, now listen, ladies, when somebody hands you something, right? Like whatever, like. Uh, you know, uh, Missy Helene, chime in here. But if somebody's handing you something, do you always grab it naturally? Do you, like most people grab something from, like if I hand you a pamphlet, you grab it to read it or something. Yeah. Does everybody kind of do that? I try to resist. Helene, how about you? 
Yeah. Well, honestly, I feel like it, it took me so much. I mean, I come from a culture, the Scandinavian culture, where we are, we have a, a sort of very strong concept of personal space, right. which is something you'll hear foreigners and, and also Americans and, you know, you know, a lot of people really, really laughing their asses off about, like, if you stand too close to somebody uh, in the queue or if you ask a stranger, so how are you, whatever, they'll look at you like you're ready for the mental institution. It's like, we don't know each other. Why are you talking to me? Why are you? So one of the situations that we are are super challenged in is for instance walking through a bazaar right walking through a bazaar with loads of merchants and they're all offering you something and so when people hand us something we'll just take it to make them go away you know like i'll take whatever it is you got just you know don't don't push me don't talk to me and that's why they love us when we go traveling in turkey and you know the middle east and because we're buying all their shit because we're like just leave me alone because <laughs> we don't have we have it we don't have the skills to just say no you know See, but, um, I, I walk that fine line, Helene. I walk that fine line for me where I want to be um, respectful and I, I'm very, you know, I'm very um, open-minded to having a conversation with anybody. In fact, I love to meet strangers to become new friends. And I'm good with that. Like I, if I'm walking down a sidewalk with my dog or something and I say, hey, good morning, how you doing? Yes, good morning. Now, if somebody, if something goes further than that, great. But I don't sit and intrude on people's space specifically. But like when you say, when you're working, walking through a bazaar, I like that. I haven't heard that word in a long time. A, 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 they call it a bazaar, right? A bazaar, you say? Yeah, 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 yeah. the bazaar. It's yeah. like in the States, yeah, I think they call it like a flea market or something, which mm. is kind of a weird word too, because it's not like I go to the market to get Get fleas, you know. Um, but I mean, that doesn't <laughs> even sound. You know, it's possible. It doesn't sound inviting, though, ladies. I mean, come on. You know, where did you did go you today? Break? I went to the flea market. Okay, I went, did you? You didn't go to the mosquito market. You mean you went to the flea She's market? Talking about the most serious, probably the most serious bazaar in the world, or in my, in my opinion, it's amazing in Istanbul, right, Helena? The Grand Bazaar. I love in, it. Yeah, I love it are descended upon by some of the most amazing, gorgeous things from yeah. jewelry yeah. to light. Yes. I love that. I love but that. They, they come at you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, they it's do. And, and developing the, the skill. I mean, um, I mean, I, I, I had that skill developed myself when I traveled a lot to Tunisia with my ex-husband. And, um, and I discovered that, that what we want to do as, and now this is like a super broad generalization, right? But what we want to do as Danes or maybe Scandinavians is we will die dialogue you know we'll try to have a reasonable conversation that comes very natural to us dialogue negotiate compromise on everything because we've been taught that's the democratic natural that's the good way to solve the situation but the problem is in these situations it's kind of like with jehovah's witnesses the second you open your mouth you are screwed you're in it they got you You've, you're fish hooked you know so so developing that thing where you just literally put those horse blinds on and just like you can talk to me you can you can speak to me again and again and again but I don't even react it feels so rude and is so difficult for somebody like me that I really had to train it and eventually I discovered oh damn it works i mean it really works you know if they speak to you twice and you don't even blink it's like they don't even exist you don't acknowledge them whatsoever but i find that super super challenging i wasn't brought up that way you know so when somebody hands oh, thank you um you know and i think now i've grown to be able to say you know what i'm not interested don't waste the paper on me give it to somebody who actually wants it well i grew up in a family I'm... where my mom had a sunday was always open we always had there was never a stranger at the table but mom invited people in for sunday dinner uh, after church it was always that sort of a home that was the kind of mom my mom was dr Faye. you know when i talk when you yeah, talk about family yeah. you know my you can imagine my mother being that way dr Faye. you know Absolutely. She, she was the one who opened the doors up and and she would drive us crazy 
crazy sometimes, Dr. Yeah. Faye, because you yeah. never know who would be at the table. And there's sometimes you just kind of didn't want that, you know, but mom was like, yeah, come yeah. on and have a seat. I got plenty of food, whatever. And that's kind of how mom was. But so I kind of grew up with that mentality, that feeling that sort of, okay, I get that. But then on the other mm -hmm. side, I kind of want my privacy like you. And I like to have that space. I, you know what it is? You know, when people come uninvited, you want to be, I guess yeah. for me, kind of probably like you too, you want to be ready for that. You want to have a perfect moment. And so it's like uninvited guests. Are they friends? Are they not? Are they, who are they? Has anybody ever walked the streets of Las Vegas? And in Las uh -huh. Vegas, do you remember the days where they would, um, I think they do less of it now is what I hear, although I haven't been there in a few years now, but I used to go a lot. Now I'm not a gambler. I don't. I never. I don't get. You're not going to make any money from me. So, um, but I like the. I like the nice dinners and the entertainment. And but that's about it. I don't do the, um, the gamble thing. You know, you're not going to. I. I. I don't even. You know. I. I, I just. I, I. don't even play the lottery, ladies. I don't even spend a buck for the lottery. I'm pretty cheap when it comes to gambling. You know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I don't know about the rest <laughs> of you. But I just find that I'd rather open up the window and give the dollar to somebody who needs it than to waste it yeah. on some bureaucracy-driven, ridiculous program. But if you're in Vegas and you're walking down the street, ladies, it is you talk about annoying. Oh my word! I mean, they are just constantly handing you pamphlets and stuff, and what they're handing you is pornography, and they're handing you nude pictures, and it's really embarrassing when you have your family with you and others and children and it's right so I kind of got trained early on to take nothing from nobody so when somebody reaches mm -hmm. like something across to me or something I don't take it from them I yeah, sort of refuse no, what's that yeah. yeah you just say no thank you I, yeah, yeah I don't even say nothing I just they know from my body language I look at them and I smile and I just keep walking thank you very much <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. yeah I have no problem walking by somebody that's trying to hand me something especially in Las Vegas because that's never good I know but I I agree with Dr. Fay so much that, um, you know, if they, if, if somebody wants to preach and try to convert you to their religion, that's great. And do it in a place where I have a choice if I would yeah. like to hear or not hear, but don't come to my home and don't, don't, uh, try to force your opinion on me see that's so that, the key that's right my there. freedom of religion that's it linda right there yes. force your opinion yes. now there's mm -hmm. a lot to that conversation to unpack when we talk about forcing your opinion ladies because forcing your opinion we see that in political circles entertainment circles and we absolutely see it in religious uh, circles you see that's right. so when i say freedom of religion so uh you know Missy, I, I would assume it's, it's the same. I'm wondering with Helene what she's going to say with that. But let me ask you, <laughs> and we'll ask her in a second here. But and Missy, with you, I, can I assume that you, you kind of think that in the same lines as everybody else? With free, well, yeah, it's being respectful but not crossing the line. What's freedom of religion to you that you can? We have the Gandhi Global Center for Peace, yeah. of course. So um, Gandhi talked about the religious tolerance and we we go even further and say we need to respect each other because the biggest problems are that we don't we don't respect we don't tolerate each other in any number of things but if you if you start with religion because we have so many um, problems and I'm in the American South with the uh, you know the 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 intolerance of the Muslims and the uh, the the faith the, and and you know if you look at history all of the all of the problems all the battles that have been fought that have to do with religion and 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 faith and it's just very sad because there's a consistent thread in in basically all religions of love and respect and and tolerance and 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 truth um, 
and I'm in the South, so I get these door knocks all the time. And, and Arun Gandhi, who co-founded Gandhi Global, Global Center for Peace, will speak to schools and students and all over the world. And he's on a book, book tour right now. And he shares his grandfather's stories, the Mahatma Gandhi stories. And at the end of his talks, people will ask him, what religion are you? Are you Jewish? Are you Hindu? Are you he'll, Christian? And he'll say, yes, I am all of those. Mm. God is, mm. you know, and Gandhi's yeah. God was truth. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And it's so mm-hmm. powerful. I would like to share, mm-hmm. if you will, something that just blew me away recently. Okay. And it came out of, now buckle up. The Baptist News at baptistnews.com, this article, it's called The Death of Christianity in the U.S. Mm. This is an opinion, and this just, oh my goodness, it's, it starts, Christianity has died in the hands of evangelicals. Evangelicalism ceased being a religious faith tradition following Jesus' teachings concerning justice for the betterment of humanity when it made a Faustian bargain, a bargain with the devil, de- with the devil for the sake of political influence. And it goes on to talk about the beauty of the gospel message, love, peace, fraternal, all of these things, uh, has been murdered by the ambitions of Trumpish flim-flammers who have sold their souls for expediency. No greater proof is needed of the death of Christianity than the rush to defend a child molester in order to maintain a majority in the U.S. Senate. Wow. It's uh, other 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 thing, and then I'll I'll end with this one. You've got to read this article. Evangelicals have constructed an exclusive interpretation which fuses and confuses white supremacy with salvation. Well, I find mm. it interesting that you immediately want to turn this beautiful conversation of uh, religion into <laughs> politics and Trumpism. And I'm not going to bite your bullet there, Miss Missy Crutchfield. <laughs> I'm not going to bite it because I'm not having a political conversation with you. Well, so you can keep it. News. Yeah, get over it. <laughs> Helene, you see what she's doing? Helene, chime in here. You see what the girl yeah, is doing yeah. from the South, the American South. Talk to me. Yeah, I, I, but I think it's, I just think it's so interesting because... I mean, I, I find it. De- I was really, really looking forward to this uh, to this show today, all of you guys, because America and religion for me seems to be these two almost inseparable things, right? Um, well, hold and- on, hey, let, let me go back and forth with you. I mm-hmm. like this dialogue. I like where you're going, but let me say this, Elaine. The reason for that is because America is a Christian nation. Continue. Yes. Okay. I hear your opinion, Malcolm. I'll con- I'll continue with my. <laughs> My point is, I think everybody has their own opinion on that. But the reason I say that I find it so intertwined and linked in my conscience, Mm -hmm. uh, in my awareness all the time, is because when I think of of America, there seems to always be somebody shouting God and Jesus somewhere, somebody Mm -hmm. shouting religion and and church. And there seems to be, in my perception, and I could be be wrong, you know, this is just my perception. You are wrong. there, yeah, okay, love you. Um, there seems to be this this fear, mm-hmm. is what I perceive, of other religions. And I have to be honest with you, religion to me is like a naked penis, you know? I don't want to see yours. I don't want you to shove it in my kid's face. I don't want it inside my door. You know, you wow. keep that shit to yourself where you're comfortable with it and the people that you're intimate with. Boy, you, that's how that's I feel a, about that's it. A, that's an unbelievable descriptive. Boy, you guys are something else, man. We've taken this beautiful, light-headed conversation <laughs> and we've dumped it into Trumpism 
and naked penises. We're going to pause right saying. there, friends. And I tell you what, I'm afraid of what's going to happen right after this pause. <laughs> I love that, Elaine. Wow. Oh, you are so bad. You are so bad, young lady. You need a spanking, Miss Phillipson. You, you need a spanking for that. You know, you, you take what she just said and you combine it with that, that, that salacious email she sent me last week. And I'll tell you, I could have her up on charges. The Out Loud Perspective awaits you in life, love, politics, a healthy lifestyle, your faith, personal development, and living an out loud life on AmericaOutloud.com. Blitz your news and entertainment network where you can listen 24-7 on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. You'll never know where these conversations are going to go. This one is a wild one already. So when you hear the descriptive that Helene puts out there, you sort of get a visual now of what we're speaking about. Maybe not a visual you anticipated when you turned this on here today, but nonetheless a visual. What she doesn't want in her family and her children's face and so on and so forth. And, and we got you. We got you. So let me say this, and I want to go, I, let's open this conversation back up. And in order to bring some uh, civility back to the conversation from you rebels out there, I'm going to ask Dr. Faye to uh, answer this question here in just a moment here. <laughs> so, and here it is here. Last year in season one, it, let's, in all disclosure, let's put it out there, because this is really a very good conversation, Helene, that we can have right now. Yeah. I know a lot of times last year, you you sometimes, you, you're very patient and you got along with the conversation, but there were times where you got really annoyed. And you got annoyed when people would bring up, bring up the word yeah, God. Yeah, I lost God. my mind several times. Well, well, you did lose your mind a few times. You're right. And, but it was, a lot of times it was when people would bring up the word God or reference to Jesus or something else. So I want to ask you, and I haven't asked you this question, and I think, I think our listeners would love to know as well, quite frankly, which is why I want to ask you. Do you consider yourself, I mean, I assume, I mean, if you've got Christianity here in one pocket, you have uh, atheist in another pocket, and you've got agnostic in another pocket. Can I respectfully ask you, where do you, where do you fall yourself, Helene, in that whole population of um, pockets here? I fall into the spiritual pocket. I'm very, very spiritual, but I do not believe in the concept of religion. I think it has outserved its purpose i think it had a very big purpose back in the day okay. religion is man-made it's created to keep us all in line on track it's a power tool yes. and 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 for me it's just that simple okay. and i and i and i fully embrace okay. the right for everybody to practice their religion but do all i right. want that religion mixed in my government in my state right. no all thank right, you sir you not at all so when you when you go ahead and you you're you're putting it out there in in the way that you know uh, it, spiritual spiritual Help me here a moment, please. I, I this is a rope. This, this is a rope I want to travel a moment with you because I never could quite understand where you were going with that. Because I know you've referenced spirituality before, faith, so on and so forth. But when you say spirituality versus, explain that specifically to me, please. What do you mean by that? Can you can you is does there, is there a god in that spirituality? Does he exist? And or is that a fair question? 
I think it's a fair question, but I think you kind of you kind of boxed it in already mm. when you said, "Is there a God? Does He exist?" And does already she, there, well, you, you lose. Does she yes, exist? Yeah. Does she exist? No, same thing, same thing, okay. same thing. So, spirit, spiritual to me means that I believe I have a higher power. Right. I believe that there is something way greater than us. I believe that I am just one one cluster of energy particles on this planet along with many many others i am i was afraid unique. you were going to say cluster something i'm so glad you didn't go ahead no continue. no no i wasn't i know you don't like that <laughs> i don't want that word anyway. no, go ahead. no 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 my <laughs> point is i am unique but i'm no one special so i believe in love i believe in energy i believe in tolerance acceptance and doing good i believe in serving humanity um and and that's where i come from that is spirituality for me is being connected to a higher purpose it is trying to serve okay. this All life, right. you know. All right. Can my, I ask you something else, please? Because everybody, yeah, I, I, I need to, I need to ask you something else. In, in, because I, I like what you're saying. So, in that world of spirituality, can you tell me? Have you thought through this enough? Is there a heaven in that spirituality? No. There's not. So go ahead, ask me, is there a hell? Is no, there a he- uh, No, is there a heaven? Uh, who said no? Yeah. Somebody said no. All right. I said no, and I said and there's oh. no hell. There's no heaven and hell. Now, I, is there I a heaven believe- in that spirituality? No? No. No. Malcolm, it- I consider myself spiritual, very spiritual as well. And I think for me, it's that I experience God through my filter. It's very individual for me. There may be... Uh, intersections with other faiths, with other people, with other beliefs, but it's still my filter, and I'm an individual unique in the world, as Celine said. So, you know, it's it's the way that God and that force and that energy moves through me. I may choose to identify through a God, a name, or something, but it's 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 through me. It's the way I experience it in my life as an individual through my filter. So, Missy, are you saying this mode of spirituality that Helene puts out there, which may or may not have a heaven and hell and God specifically, do you subscribe to that theory? Yes. You do? And, and Helene is going to have a more... Uh, a, a, a unique version that works for her, then she's going to express it a little differently perhaps than I do. But I, that's, that's being spiritual. It's not being boxed in. It's, it's saying I am, I am responsible for, it's really stepping up. I think religion gives people excuses not to be responsible or accountable for their all right, actions. All right, very good. Agreed. Very good. I agree. All right, I'm all right. raising so, my hand. I'm fist right. pumping Missy. Yay. Right. 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 So we're talking about a man-made set of rules we're talking about uh, spirituality in one area and which is very abstract it's very very abstract but it feels good and we want freedom of all of it freedom of religion freedom of speech freedom of all of this freedoms we could possibly want I got that you know before we get I, I don't want Dr. Faye to talk yet I want I want Linda Martinelli to do that because Linda, uh, now you, I know from what you've said in previous shows here, you are a, um, you would fall in a, you're a Christian woman. Um, I don't know what faith under that Christianity, and I, and I don't really worry about what box that is. And again, as the ladies would say, well, that's a box again, Malcolm. I, I don't even care what cycle of religion it is, but I believe your Christianity is something you know about. How would you relate to what you were just hearing? Because this is really profound, and a lot of people can relate to these questions. How would you relate to what Helene and what um, Missy puts out there, please? Okay. Um, Before I answer that, Malcolm, which I will in one second, I I just want to go back real quick to what Missy had said about the article that she quoted. Yes. And... And give my article in direct opposition (laughs) a plug, which is on America Out Loud, and it's called... 
but. question the revelations. So anyway, uh, back to your question, which now I've forgotten, Malcolm. Well, you're, you're a, and, and let's tell folks, the reason Linda says that, she's a weekly columnist on the platform at America Out Loud. So if you want to read the writings of Linda Martinelli, you just got to go to AmericaOutloud.com and see that. So you wrote a piece about this, you say, Linda? I don't remember. Did well, you? I, I, wrote, I wrote a piece uh, mm -hmm. uh, about the, the, the subject she was talking about with the okay. politician being the sexual predator. So oh, that is, okay. You've wrote some that, pretty interesting pieces lately. You've been on a roll. Go ahead. I'm on a roll. Yeah. Um, you know, I... It, so I was brought up in Catholic. I went to 12 years of Catholic school. and 12 um, years I know, of Catholic school? Wow. I did. I know how you feel so about So you're a Catholic nuns. girl. You're a Catholic I'm girl. I'm a Catholic girl. All right. All right. Um, I dated a Catholic girl one time, by the way. <laughs> did I tell you that? <laughs> Go ahead. No, you did not. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I really agree with both of what they're saying in, in mm. the way that okay. um, I, don't go, I don't go to church every Sunday anymore. I... I live my religion in my own way, which is how I prefer to live it, which is both what Helena Missy are saying is that they, mm -hmm. whatever you call it, right. um, what Helene was saying really is the explanation of religion. Mm -hmm. And what Missy was saying also is, it's just that they're not calling it that. But religion being man-made is, is coming from a place mm -hmm. for peace, for um people to have harmony with their community, with um, kind of life rules, you know, i.e. the Ten Commandments, those types of things that you don't do these things in life. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it's kind of like a roadmap to living a better life and having us all get along as human beings for the time that we're here. So however you call those things, whether you call it spirituality or religion, right. it, it all to me falls into the same pot and, and it it's just to help us get through life in a good way with one another. When you say you don't go to church, I want to ask you something. Is it because when you did go to church, did you get annoyed with the process? Was there something that turned you off of that? Or do you think it's just not part of what you need to do? But is there, was there something within the structure of the church, being a Catholic girl, that's to say, well, you know what, I don't really care to go anymore? Um. I think as a child, it was a great thing for me to do. And I, and, you know, you sit and you listen to the sermons and so forth, and, and it gives you some perspective and some, again, a roadmap of a way to live. But as I got older, um, I, I just prefer to practice my religion Okay. with my God by myself. Okay. So, right. It's, right. so it's not anything I'm against. Well, and just... Yeah, and the question becomes, you know, does God demand that you do this in unison with other people or can you have your, you know, who are you really talking to? And is your relationship more with God or is it with the pastor or the minister or is it with the congregation or is it with who exactly? No, it's absolutely with, right. with God and God, right. God doesn't demand that from anybody because... Right. God gave us free will to do right, whatever right. we choose to do. So however, okay. the, the community thing, Malcolm, with the churches is, mm -hmm. is that people are, we, we are social human beings. Mm -hmm. So it helps people to go to church. And I think it's a great thing. And I think, right. I think, People it's funny you should that. worship how they want I, to do. I, here's what I visualize when you say that. It goes through my head. It says, yeah, I, I think I like going to church. Yeah, I think everybody should go to church. Just I ain't going. <laughs> yeah. no, but, no, I, I think people that uh, want to go should sure, go. Should go, yeah. All right. Maybe they get themselves cleansed a little bit. I don't know. Um, it is interesting. Uh, 
so as we preface this right now here and we go to Do- now let me explain to everybody so well listen this so you get it now dr faye wilson one of our co-hosts is going to speak next she's an ordained minister so she kind of has a little head start from some of the people on this program and that's why i kind of saved her for the moment for her to chime in now which i find interesting and because now we have Helene on one side, we've got Missy on the other side. You see the reference of where they're coming from and they're talking. They're, I would preface them more as a lot of people would say they're more, uh, I don't know if this is, these are my words now, but new age thinking, more new age thinking, more like open-minded to what the universe may bring. They're not going to put in a box. They don't want to deal with all that. They don't like the con- con- conformity of religion. It, 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 am I onto that, ladies, basically, Missy, Helene? Is that yes. some of it? Okay, all right. So, and I get that. And Linda, of course, is a Catholic girl brought up that way. She's got a little tired of some of the programming within all that structure of religion. Dr. Faye, I will say this. I think religion is in trouble. I think organized religion is in trouble in, on, mm. on, on planet Earth. <laughs> I, I can come back with a whole lot of things about Judeo-Christian values when it comes to uh, America, back to Helene's point. Of, well, you people over there in America get annoying to me because you always want to do... I can explain a lot of that reason and why, because our framers, our forefounders, this was the spirit of America. It's not a joke. It's not a laughing mark. Uh, there was a reason. It says in God we trust on many pieces of... Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's on our money, for heaven's sakes. I get that. I got all that over there. There is a religious war going on throughout the planet, Dr. Fay. It's a really interesting environment right now. A lot of people begin to say, well, we're in the end times, Malcolm. I hear that a lot from people. I hear that in some of my really strong Christian friends. I hear that from people in Europe that talk to me a lot about end times. And then it's what does end times really mean? But before we go to end times, I don't want to talk about end- I want to come back later to end times, but Dr. Fay. Let me open it up to you. What comes to your heart right now when you hear the conversations? Where do you take this next? I highly respect the the opinions and the position of each and every person in this in this um, setting, and I can understand the um, the perception of religion because religion is an organized institution. I believe in the freedom of religion as it is stated. However, that freedom to that freedom to hear or that freedom also that same freedom gives me the freedom not to hear. And we need both. I am a born again uh, believer. I don't like titles. I don't like boxes. And some Christians will not agree with my viewpoint. However, I do understand that religion, the structured religion, is definitely in trouble, as it should be, because God, the, the, the Father God that I serve, never intended for it to be put in a box or for people to be programmed to believe a certain way. I believe in, in individuality. I believe in spirituality, that we each need our own relationship. And I don't believe that God is upset by what we call him or any name. I believe he has many names. I know he does. And whatever we call him, he'll respond according to our faith. I believe that each of us has uh, a right, a human right, to access that faith on whatever level we can. 
I believe that there is a misconception or perception about religion because of the way we've been introduced to it. We are limited by our exposure. And if I have met people that are dogmatic, that are cruel, that are wicked people, and they say they're religious, then I'm not going to have a very good feeling about what religion is. But if I met people that are loving, that are kind, that are peaceful people, that are gentle, then I want more of that. I don't want more of the angry, the anger, the the people that are trying to force me to believe a certain way. I think that's a violation of my own human rights. And that is not what God intended. When you reference now, when you say what you say, I want to, one of the questions I've got to circle back around, because I want to ask everybody here, but I, is God a man or a woman? Neither. <laughs> okay, because I want to, I'm asking that question for <laughs> Helene's purpose, because my dear friend from <laughs> Copenhagen <laughs> is so tired of being him uh, that she, I know she yeah. could ask that same question. So for real, so is God a man or a woman? It, 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 God is neither, you say, Dr. Faye. Explain that, and please. Not, neither, neither male nor female. God is spirit. Some people say energy. But God is spirit. And where this where spirit is, there's no gender. We gender is for this earth, is is for these bodies. It's not for spirit. It's we we are not locked into as spirit beings, and we are, we're not locked into uh, gender roles. Now at take all. what you just said. Hold on now. You you just that was that was beautiful. Take what you just said. Helene, let's bridge over back to you now. Because you're you're on this you're uh, let's bring that spirituality back into the conversation you were talking about a while ago here. Do you subscribe to what Dr. Faye is saying right there? You 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 believe that, yeah? You're you're okay with that. Or are you? Yeah, no, actually, surprisingly enough, and, and make me so excited that I'm <laughs> that, that I that I actually that I actually think most of it sounds really really wonderful. Yeah. I I think mm. my problem with mm. this is that I do not see Dr. Fay as representing the majority right. of the religious right. people that I run mm. into or that I see here bump into, and so my 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 issue with religion is that what I see is a lot of humans sitting down interpreting what they call the word of God. They have different books. They do it in different ways. And throughout time, this has mainly been done by men. I know, Malcolm, we don't need to have the gender conversation, but I'm just stating the facts. True. So this has mainly been done by elderly, wise men in different communities. And this is almost no matter what religion you talk about, with maybe the exception of one or two. But, And so... So the, the, the matter of control in this, right? Just think back. Think of the missionaries. Think that there were people who traveled to faraway lands just to, you know, convince the savages that they were mm-hmm. infidels, ignorant, whatever. And now let me tell yeah. you about Jesus Christ. I mean, let me impose this on you. I mean, I don't know. It just drives me crazy. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You you know, I went, I spent time on the mission fields of both East and West Africa. And when I was in Ghana for over a month, I went into the bush country and I met with the elders of the village. And I get really um, emotional about this piece because when they communicated with me, they told me this, and this will, you know, speak to what you just said. They told me that we always knew God. And before the white missionaries came, we lived a long, long time. And we knew God because our fathers worshipped God. 
And they told me of the violations that they experienced because of the different missionaries that had come to change their culture, to change the way they worshipped, and gave them another idea and infiltrated their culture. And now they feel a little lost and their people war against each other because of all of these infiltrations. So I just wanted to speak to what you just said. You know, I, I, I have chills on my... Me too. Every so Me often too. when I'm in a certain conversation, Helene, you do as well. That's very interesting. And Helene, for me, when it hits the mark sometimes, my I for real, my body will get chills on it. And it happens periodically. And back to spirit and spirituality, what you're talking about. Now, in my world, I would call that the presence of the Holy Spirit, Dr. Faye. You understand what I'm speaking yes. of, Dr. Faye? Yes, so, absolutely. So in my world, that's what I would say back to you. The Holy Spirit is, he, the Holy Spirit is around me. Uh, and that happens a fair amount to me where I get to a moment of truth. Now, what we're talking about here right now is significant conversation. We're at a point of truth in this really awesome conversation about religious fanatics, about, you know, something I still want to talk about yet, end times. I asked, is God a man or a woman? We finally addressed the fact that, no, God is a spirit. Very, very interesting. You know, I want to say to you now here, just a couple of uh, notes here uh, that you need to know, friends out there, and they are this. Dr. Faye, Dr. Faye Wilson will begin to have a faith-based show on the weekends on America Out Loud. How's that? So you'll be able to hear. Yeah, 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 aren't you looking forward to that, Helene? And I am as well. And I am. I mean, we're going to get all kinds of things wrapped up in this big conversation coming from Dr. Faye. And she has sent me some beautiful messages in the previous days about talking of why she's here and why she is supposed to be here. Again, none mm-hmm. of this stuff is accidental or coincidental. Let's America Out Loud continue this this boom forward, which is what's happening now as we enter a new year and so much going on here. It's incredible. Well, listen, we're going to take this conversation a little bit forward in just a moment here. There's a lot, lot more to talk about here. We'll be right back with you. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. The goal is to deliver a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world to unite people from all backgrounds and beliefs in an effort to advance humanity. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. It's AmericaOutloud.com, where the conversation never ends. With 24-7 streaming on our free apps on both Android and Apple. 
Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. What I feel like saying about the group of co-hosts today before we head back into this explosive conversation is that I feel that we are travelers. We are a group of travelers, whether it is in body, in mind, or indeed in spirit. So Linda, I really want to throw it to you now um, and ask you, now we've been talking about religion and spirituality. So when I say the words fighting for God, which we touched upon a little bit before, does that make you want to talk a little bit about the wars going on at the moment, the religious wars, I think we could call them? It does. The religious wars have been certainly going on since the beginning of history, if you want to believe that they are all religious wars. And I'm not somebody that does believe that because it's always about power. If you look back at any of the religious wars, so maybe one of the biggest was the Crusades with the Christians and Muslims. That really was about land and power and not so much about religion. If you look at the the wars between the, um, the Catholics and the Protestants in Ireland, was it about religion or was it about, again, about some form of power and um, national identity and empowerment and those types of things? And the wars that are started in religion are generally started by men, and the results end up being um, territory or wealth or whatever the enemy slash infidel has they acquire. So I have a hard time believing that religious wars are really about religion because religion is a place of peace and religion is not a place of war. Although historically, um, really in the times of the crusades and so forth, that's how they looked at it. But if you look at what the end game was and what they got from those wars, it wasn't changing people's minds about religion. It was gaining something for themselves. Absolutely. Mm. Yes. Awesome. Well put, Linda. <clears throat> Amen to that. Malcolm, the religion, we were talking earlier about how it's the, the values, the beauty and the different religions and the love and, and peace. And Linda was talking about that as well earlier, these lovely things that, that bring us and remind us of why we're here. And what I think of when these people are knocking on my door and trying to hand out pamphlets and all of this and trying to convert you in this desperate state, this frenzy, which is insane. And I think they they've they found there they've been touched by God in their own way through whatever religion. And they feel that so strongly, but they don't understand that everybody may be touched different ways. And I was at a church in Europe and I left and somebody came up to me and said, are you, are you a Christian? Or, and I looked at them and I said, God is love. And they chased me down a block to try to convert me. And I said, God is love. What is, what problem should you have with that? So it's these beautiful things have been, 
uh, co-opted by religion and power and mostly men patriarchal. Yes to you, Helene. Absolutely. I'm in agreement. The Dalai Lama says the world will be saved by the Western woman. This is sisterhood and it's emerging now. Malcolm, you're brilliant. You surround yourself by brilliant, wonderful, creative, spiritual women. He's smart. These these things have been, been peddled and these truths have been taken and peddled and manipulated for power and greed by entities and political figures, et cetera. And that's how it's gotten so screwed up. That's why prophets, Dr. Dr. King and, and Gandhi was considered, and these people can, can push forward so many wonderful ideas because they're, they're not trying to shove a religion down anybody's throat or in their face. They're trying to speak on these deep truths that clearly all of us have, have, have been in agreement during the show on, uh, and that's that, that God is love and truth. Dr. King said darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate mm-hmm. cannot drive out hate. Only mm-hmm. love can do that. Gandhi said an eye for an eye only makes the whole world blind. And so as, as, as women, as nurturers, as you know, that surround you, Malcolm, and share these things and this, this ripple, this wave that's of, of a rising tide that's lifting all ships, all religions, and hopefully all awakening humankind to our greatest potential. And that is that love, we have to learn to love or else all else is is it's it's over so we have to respect and love and get past all of the differences and come together as one the Beautiful. the the uh fight that we have today um with the jihadists and so forth you know the the studies that have been done on this don't indicate that this is a religious war i mean they they say that it's a religious war they the people that have been interviewed that have been captured or have agreed to be interviewed, they don't even know their Quran and they don't know what what the caliphate is and they don't have a good feel for what they're fighting for. They can't articulate it. They're there almost like like we see gang members. Why do people join gangs? They join gangs because they want a sense of community and a sense of significance that they don't have in their life. They are missing a piece of their life and that's how I see a lot of the religious fighters today is that people are joining by, you know, getting seduced on the Internet or from somebody else. But they there's no real religious commitment there. These are these are people that have have a different social need than and they're using religion as that tool. But religion is really not the issue. They're not fighting for God. They're fighting. And if you look at what they gain from it again um, they gain territory they gain other people's wealth they gain this sense of um, community and a social bond with other people fighting for the same thing mm-hmm. so i don't believe it's a religious war yeah you don't believe it's I, a religious war you say i do not you believe it's what what kind of war i i i think it's I just think it's kind of like being a gang that that people need to have a sense of community and and Linda, you're saying they're uneducated to again the the what you, you mentioned the caliphate, you mentioned uh, some of the the, the Quran, uh, right? Is what you're saying? There's right. They're not really okay. Um, a lot of them, a lot of them are Malcolm. They they don't come from any. You mm-hmm. you can't pigeonhole them because they don't come from any one mm-hmm. social structure or any one country or any. Uh, yeah, yeah. There, you know, there there's a, a lot of different economic, socioeconomic factors here. There is, there but, is, yeah. But 
but it's a leader, a dynamic leader that that is taking these people in and the people form this this group and this community. And from there, they get their social sense of well-being for themselves. Yeah, I want to, you know what, I, I, I know we want to hear from Dr. Faye here as well on that point. And then we really got to hear from Missy as far as, I, or, or and vice versa. But Missy, well, maybe let's go with you first here. You, I want you to comment, a summary, uh, uh, sum it up for us, please, with, with what Linda is saying in regards to the, uh, the ignorance, would be probably that is being said, the right word, uh, for things like the Quran, things like the Caliphate, things like the movement and that. What do you say to that? Well, I, I think it still goes with what I was saying earlier, that, that religion gets, gets uh, put out there, gets framed, it gets thrown in a box, and then you have to find your believers because it becomes a conquest. We need numbers, we need power, we need to control. So you, you let your followers know perhaps as much information. So you throw out these beautiful truths, and then you connect them, and you weave them in with all of the political, the, the greed and the agendas and the manipulation. And so, you know, so many of these in fundamental religion, and there's a lot of fundamentalism in, in Islam, as is their Christianity, and you can find these where where they they have these little bits of truth, and then they're sent out on this mission, this jihad, this holy war, this from the Christian times to the you know all of them have experienced this because once they get in the hands of men, and yeah, primarily men, the gender in the past and still, and we are beginning to overcome that, then they get manipulated for all of those things I mentioned, greed and power and control. Missy, I so want to ask you something. I want to ask you something. Uh, when the pictures came across the world where you had all of those jihadists in orange suits near the water side, and they mm -hmm. had all knives in their head to cut and behead all of those innocent people, what came to your mind, please? That the, that the Muslim faith is not about hate, that the Muslim faith is as much about love as Christianity or Judaism or Buddhism, but you get these, these, fanatical, these fanatical extremists and they manipulate this and they've been sold, they've been brainwashed, they've been, and it's dangerous and it's scary and it's sad and it breaks my heart. So in breaking your heart a moment, when you, when you read through the Quran and you read just, just the first uh, 10, 12 verses even, uh, what comes to your mind there? Do you think the Quran is a word of peace and love for all Muslims to embrace, or is this a uh, vehicle that maybe is uh, misdirected? Well, I, I I don't really read the Quran much. I've read passages when I'm in the Middle East, and there's so many beautiful writings in the Quran as there is in the Bible and the other religious texts. And I think that, again, you can take certain things out and manipulate them. You can find war and all sorts of, of things okay. that, that can parallel what you're what you're getting at with the Quran. But let me just remind us that these these religions from Buddhism, Christianity, Judaism, Taoism, on and on and on, all share similarities. There are intersections with these beautiful tenets, these amazing light sayings from the golden rule to honor thy father and mother. There is God, God is truth, more blessed to give than to receive. Heaven is within, love thy neighbor conquer with love. All of these things have similarities in all religions. It's, it's a very interesting talking point, Missy. And one of the things I so appreciate and enjoy about you uh, when you come back to this is that you are, you remind me in many ways in your vocabulary and in the way you take something and you bridge it back to love. You remind me in some ways of the vocabulary that would come from Mother Teresa. 
Because oh. no matter what uh, would be happening at that moment in the world, what have you, she would say something profound or something unique or something blessed or what have you. But then there are those of us who intellectually cannot comprehend it. So then we scratch our heads and we say, hmm, what exactly is she saying? So the problem is that when you intellectually look at this, there are a lot of problems and pauses that come to your mind because, you see, part of the problem is the people we're talking about are not one or two. They're in the millions. It's not just one or two. If it was just one or two, we could deal with that. But the problem of the jihadist and the problems and the people who want to uh, crush Christianity, I mean, they've made it clear what their principal goal is, uh, is in a massive overload throughout planet Earth. And people would argue a lot of points back to you that you just said. And i got to tell you, friends, it's interesting, and I'm going to pause it right there. So that's where we ended with this first part of this conversation with these four extraordinary women. I intentionally didn't give Dr. Faye the last word because I'm going to give her the first word on the next uh, show, uh, part two of this conversation. And probably the reason for that is, is because I don't have all the answers for you, but I am scratching my head and I am be fuddled with what because as you know listen as a as a god-loving person myself and expecting the best out of humanity humanity does humanity does not always deliver the best back to me and to you and it is flawed why is it flawed it's a big question isn't it now and why are all these religions so out of control it's another question and furthermore one of the other things i mentioned earlier i wanted to talk about but this conversation is far too big for an hour, is end times. I wonder a moment. Everything that's happening right now in the world, is this all ordained in principle as to what should be happening? There are many people I know who believe that it is just around the corner, that this program is almost done, and that the chapters are already written. We just haven't read the book yet to know what the chapters are. I wonder what Dr. Faye will say about that. (laughs) Interesting. Friends, it is a big conversation, but one we're having here today on life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure. Join us back again for the second part of this conversation. Linda Martinelli, Elaine Phillipson, Dr. Faye Wilson, Missy Crutchfield. This is Malcolm Out Loud. To be continued, friends.